Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Remember that book I bought? That real book? I do. I do. I picked it, I picked yes. it up and looked at it, <laughs> but I still didn't read it. If I were smart, I would have gotten a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash profane argument, or I would have clicked the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. It has over 180,000 titles to choose from for mine and your iPad, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. Welcome, everyone, to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, April 18th, 2017. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. We are streaming live to YouTube. We start on Tuesdays around 9 p.m., a little early today. And if you'd like to message us, you can do so on Twitter, at ProfaneArg, and we will be watching the Twitter feed. This week, we are going to be talking about a little bit more about Neil Gorsuch... How uh, I have a question about how the mental state of the country contributed to Trump's win and an interesting article about that and how Trump is taking everyone's money. My money? Everyone's Everyone's money. money. But first. Nobody's going to take my cornbread. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But first, some questions, some Bible questions. Specifically this week, we have a featured character. Uh, Jesus is the featured character of the week. (laughs) (laughs) How many of these questions are there? Uh, I don't know, 50? It's oh a my big God. book, Jared. We're, we're doing this forever. <laughs> no, we've only got a few more. All right. Uh, but this week, all the questions have to do with Jesus, what Jesus said, things Jesus did. So this week, I believe we are at Jared being first, followed by Ian and great. Karen. Okay. Just great. so according to jesus what must you do to have eternal life your answers could be obey the law and keep all the sacraments sell everything you have and give all your money to the poor attend church regularly and tithe 10 percent or confess your sins and ask jesus to come in your heart for shits and giggles i'm gonna say number b (laughs) number b (laughs) number b well, I will have to politely disagree with you and say you will enjoy neither giggles nor shits. And mm. um, D is the answer. What what was it? The A? A was <laughs> obey the law and keep all the sacraments. I'm going to go with A. I thought that was the one. Ian's right. One point for Jared. Holy smokes! Whoa! Uh, in, in Matthew 19, he says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I shall have eternal life? And Jesus said to him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell all that you have, give to the poor, thou shalt have treasure in heaven. Come follow me. No <laughs> eternal life for Donald Trump, I think. <laughs> Question number two. Not even a little bit. <laughs> or any of us. Have, have, have any of you sold your shit off and given it to the poor? I'm the poor. (laughs) (laughs) Question number two. According to Jesus, how should Christian disciples treat their parents? Possible answers are A, a parent should be loved, honored, and cared for. B, parents should be taken care of by the church community. C, parents should be hated. Or D, parents should be ignored 
quote, let the dead bury the dead because you will be born again. Huh. A seems so obvious. And the other one seems so ridiculous. What was B again? B is parents should be taken care of by the church community. Is it? So this is after they die, not how you should treat them. No, like I no, mother- treat them during their life, how they should oh, be. I don't know. Okay, then I'll go with A. Okay. I'm going to go with C. They should be hated. <laughs> Do you know what his dad did to him? It took him <laughs> yeah. like 25 years to get over that. <laughs> he was probably pretty angry when he said this. I'm going to go with D because it has a quote that comes along with it. <laughs> I think that's there just to throw you off. Damn. Uh, the answer is C. Woo! Parents should be hated. Hated? Yeah. According to Luke 6, if a man come to me and hate not his father, father and mother, I can't talk, and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his life also, he cannot be my disciple. What? How the f- fuck <laughs> does the church square that? Well, we are picking out... Well, somebody is picking out verses to try to fool us, so... Well, the... uh, I'll tell you where the the tests come from. I don't remember right now. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, it is kind of cherry-picking, but he did say this in multiple times, that uh, he just... I mean, his parents came to him when he was preaching at the temple, and he was a young age, and they said, uh, you know, your mother is outside, and, and he basically looked at them and said, who is that? Who is my mother? Who is my father, if not the Lord God? And he just refused to obey his parents. And he repeatedly said that people need to give up everything hmm. in order to follow him. Hmm. I was not aware that Jesus had an issue with his father. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of dick to him, so, you know. Wait, are we talking about Joseph or God? Which father? God. Oh, yeah. Joseph. <laughs> so he hated God? <laughs> Joseph was a dirty cuck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, he did raise the son of someone else's someone else's son. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph's just a stepdad in this situation. Uh, question number three: According to Jesus, how should slaves be treated? A. They should be beaten daily to keep them in line. B. They should be beaten for disobedience, but not more severely than they deserve. C. They should be treated humanely as members of the family. Or D. They should be set free because slavery is wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't help but laugh on that one. It's not D. <laughs> I'm gonna go with B. Yeah, I'm gonna go with B as well. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the B train. Yep. <laughs> well, that's just not exciting at all. <laughs> uh, they should be beaten for disobedience, but not more severely than they deserve, according to Luke 12. Yep. So hate your parents, beat your slaves, but not to to kill them. Got it. Thought Jesus was a good guy. <laughs> Fourth question. I don't want to give away. I don't want to comment on that because I don't want to give anything away. Oh, but, okay. uh, we got two more Jesus questions. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for question number four. What did Jesus say about peace? A, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. <laughs> B, don't think that I came for peace on earth. I came to start wars. C, each person makes their own peace according to their faith and how they treat others. Or D, there is no peace apart from God. Uh, I like the sound of D. Uh, I do too, but I am, I am drawn to B, the start wars. Karen? Yeah, yeah, B, starting wars. Uh oh, Jared's not gonna like this one. I lost. Uh, the answer is B. I came to start wars. <laughs> what? 
According to Matthew 10, I came, I am come to send fire on the earth, and what will I if it be already kindled? Uh, I have a quick question, Ian and Karen. Did you pick that answer because you knew something about this, or you just took a guess, or you were just like, it sounds so ridiculous, it's got to be the answer? Uh, A large part of the latter. Yeah, mostly D. Okay. So the first question is throwing me off because it wasn't crazy, and now they're getting crazier and crazier as we go. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Yeah, that is true. Uh, last question. Which of these phrases did Jesus not say about witnessing? So three of them he said, and one he did not. So we're picking the one he didn't say. Correct. So it would be right. the most tame answer. <laughs> A is thou shalt not bear false witness. B is God is my witness. C is, if I bear witness of myself, it is true. And D, if I bear witness of myself, it is not true. Hmm. What does bear witness mean? Basically, if he says something about his own life. I haven't a fucking clue. I don't know, D. He didn't say, let's get drunk and fuck some whores? <laughs> <laughs> that is not an answer. Okay. Uh, I am going to uh, A. B. And Karen gets the point. Yes. Ooh. God is my witness was uttered by Paul, but uh, it was never uttered by Jesus. Jesus said both, if I bear witness of myself, it is true. And if I bear witness of myself, it is not true. So there you go. There, and that's all the questions I think I have about Jesus. So next week, it'll be about something else. Yeah. And I'll get Maybe them we'll all wrong. Well, to be fair, we should do some, you know, uh, uh, Old Testament. Jared has a better chance then since he's Jewish. I have no chance because I'm Jewish. Trust me. You're speaking to a Jew who never had a bar mitzvah, never went to temple. Um, I mean, everything I know about the Bible came from George Carlin and uh, and Bill Maher. So that's why I always feel like you guys have a leg up on me in this. I've been to church for weddings and funerals. So mm. yeah, but you guys are like steeped in this shit. I mean. Your husband read the, read the Koran on a whim. <laughs> True. That doesn't mean that she did, though. Okay. I did not. Uh, so the next thing I have is something, actually a few things from uh, things we've talked about previously. We mentioned a thermometer and how warm people feel toward Jews, Catholics, evangelicals. And uh, so I want to link an article to that. Uh, it's on Pew Research Center. And it it has a whole bunch of different Categories, Jews, Catholics, Evangelical Christians, Buddhists, Hindus, Mormons, Atheists, and Muslims, and they are ranked in that order. Atheists are beating Muslims by one degree. Oh, Woo! Hot damn. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, I don't think that that is actually a win for us. It's just a, a loss for, for the Muslim community, really. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, this was, I believe it's a nationwide poll. So in any case, we referenced it before. I thought I'd throw it up there. There's lots of, lots of statistics in here. So There's a ton, and I don't feel like doing numbers tonight. So Okay. <laughs> You'll just have to take a look. Uh, we also did talk about in Alabama, the church, the Briarwood Presbyterian Church. They were trying to get their own police force. Yeah, those guys. Mm. They got it, right? We already Didn't we discuss that already? Well, it has officially been approved by the Senate now, a 24 mm. to 4 vote. Wow. But I did want to mention it again because we got a few things wrong, or at least a couple things. The officers would need to be certified by the State Standards and Trainings Commission, so they would be fully trained like any other state police. Hmm. They would be restricted to the church's campus and properties. Okay. 
Good. So they could they could only enforce the law there. Well, we didn't we assume that already? Like we didn't <laughs> no, think we they were going to yeah. be running around the streets like the fake I thought, I thought we were concerned about that. Yeah, I was concerned about it, and I'm I I was under the impression that it was the local area, not just their property. Oh, see this whole that's why maybe we had a big disagreement because I was like, who cares if they have cops on their own property? Yeah. Well, it depends on how big their property is. But how does it work with like you know uh, we have what four different municipal police officers? They don't stop at the border. They can follow somebody if they're you know trying to catch somebody across the border. So, but these guys won't be able to. I don't know that there's going to be any any difference in that. Like, I mean, we mm. just had somebody was being chased here locally, and when they cross the different jurisdictions, they you know the other cops would come in and they sure. they would back off, like they would. To do a handoff. Yeah, basically. Okay. Oh, see, the, I, I had a friend who was a cop, and I asked him about that, and he said, it's very simple. You just call ahead and let those people know you're coming into their area, and then you all work together. You don't stop, you, know, you don't have to turn around. Yeah. Right. It's not like the end. It's not like the end. Yeah. It's not like the end of Porky's, where if you make <laughs> yeah. it across that line, <laughs> then your friend the cop gets to beat up the other cops. <laughs> uh, the one thing that I don't see is how many officers that they are requesting. Like, how many what kind of staff level they're looking for. It does say that it is to keep their school as well as their 4,000-person congregation safe. So they and have, who pays uh, them? It's the church. Yeah, they would be employed by the church. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of things that, yeah, I don't really care. But it's just the idea that they will have their own jurisdiction. And it's one thing that uh, keeps getting brought up by the different people uh, going against it is – they report to the church. What's to prevent, you know, cover-ups from happening within the church? Sure. I mean, there's always, you know, federal statutes and state statutes that can override the local force, but they have to know about it, so. But uh, the, the Senate passed it fairly decisively, so I have to think that uh, it's probably moving forward. Does it go to the governor next? Yes, I believe so. And it has okay. in this article that is on NPR that... This is not the first time that they've tried to do this. A similar bill was approved, but eventually failed when it hit the previous governor's desk. He just refused to sign it into law. I'm curious what so, kind of shit is going on over there that they feel that they need a police force. Yeah. I mean, if if it's a residential school and people kids live there, I mean, just like any you know big university does, maybe. But if, if it's yeah, a day I was school, say it does it sound doesn't sound university sized, and it doesn't sound like they feel that they need one. It sounds like they want one because there has to be some advantage to having it that we're not seeing. Yeah, yeah. I think the main argument is uh, we're in Alabama and we don't want happening what happened to that black church where a guy comes in and just shoots people. Right. But uh, I don't think the white nationalists are going to be. <laughs> Hunting down the Presbyterian church. And not only that, do you need a whole goddamn police force for that? Yeah. Maybe like some of their, their church property is like in an easement of some pl other place else and like they can go there and like bust kids for drinking and shit like that or just be total dicks in this one little mm -hmm. area. Because there's anything I've learned doing this show is that the church just wants to be a dick to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. They just want to control everybody yeah. else. There's no, so. other, there's no altruistic motive behind it. Eh, not much. So the article also points out that there are a couple other churches that have police forces. Well, one specific, Washington National Cathedral Police, operates in uh, Washington, D.C. But then it also points out in Utah, the uh, LDS church has a tremendous influence, in quotes, on the uh, Salt Lake City Police Department. It, it Basically, prior to what well, was founded, it says 1851, it was founded. 
but the policing was handled by the LDS church, apparently. Hmm. But there has been, uh, they, they've been targeted for being dismantled by the Justice Department because it basically just operates as an arm of the church. So, I don't know. Apparently that's ongoing, but. I didn't know. I'm curious, is, too, is what, do you have to be a church member to be a, a cop there now? That is a good question. I'm curious what the requirements are. I mean, I would certainly think that if you're hired by the church, they're going to ask you what your beliefs are. Right. So you just wouldn't come out of, like, police academy and be like, oh, shit, I got a job, but it's at the church. Yeah. Like, you would, <laughs> it's like, I'm sure you'd have to go there, or, that's very weird. I don't know if you'd have to be a member of the church or not, but I don't know. It seems likely. Yeah. Coincidentally, they wouldn't hire anybody if they weren't from the church. It would mm. just be a coincidence, though. Well, how many of these people are all going to the police academy? I mean, it can't be that many. Yeah, it said 4,000 congregation. I don't know. Mm. 4,000 fucking idiots. All right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I also wanted to mention, we talked about, uh, last time we talked about the Iowa State and how they uh, they had an a invocation by an atheist. Right. Oh, yeah. And as it turns out, that atheist is also at Iowa Atheist on Twitter, who follows us on Twitter and listens to the show. So we talked about somebody who who listened to our. Is this the guy with the three? Yes, uh, the Holy Trinity of atheism. Oh shit! Did we make fun of him about that? (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot, just some minor disapproving. And he said, "You guys were right. I did do it ironically." Oh, okay. Yeah, and he also he he tweeted out a couple of things saying no that you know kind of saying that that's not what I. But then at the end he was like, "Yeah, okay, you got it. (laughs) You you did understand what I was going for." But uh, yeah, good job by the way, Iowa atheist. And I did I sent out a tweet saying, "Are you the only atheist in Iowa?" Because uh, it's just very coincidental (laughs) that the the Iowa atheist who we know on Twitter is also the Iowa atheist that we were talking about. Clearly, no one else needed that handle on Twitter. He didn't need to put numbers after it or anything, (laughs) (laughs) or a big X and two small X's and then a big X. (laughs) Blazing four (laughs) twenty. Uh, so I did want to mention him and uh, say good job. And also, apparently he made another appearance. I, I don't have it up currently, but he went to another governmental thing. Uh, I forget where it was. It was the place where the, the, the mayor told the people in the audience to just shut their mouth when they were speaking out about the religious proceeding going on in government. But in any case, he showed up there and had a, tried to have a discussion. And apparently they were not uh, not wanting not, to listen. So to they that. just... <laughs> They, they let him have his time and then didn't say anything, so... Well, it's better than shouting at him, I suppose, but... Yeah, yeah. in any case, just wanted to give a shout-out and say, hey, good right. job. Now, did he Thanks show for up, listening. Right, did he show up just to read the invocation, or is he a member of the Iowa Congress? My understanding is that he showed up for the invocation. Oh, okay. he applied. He applied to give the invocation and was accepted and... He can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> For the record, I think Ian was particularly harsh on him, not me. <laughs> if I'm remembering this correctly. Mm. Not sure that you are. That's at Sneaky Beat. Uh, <laughs> Since we are talking about Iowa, in Coralville, which Coral? I, had ne- I had never heard of this t- this city before uh, before seeing the article, the city of Coralville joined Cedar Rapids and Waterloo in issuing a Day of Reason proclamation. They have uh, declared that May the 4th will be a day to honor human intellect and evidence-based thinking. Oh. So I'm kind of curious what uh, the Iowa atheist role was in this. Mm. (laughs) 
But uh, yeah, I wanted to, to mention that because, wow, in Iowa, of all places, I mean, I never think of it as a bastion of Republicans, but at the same time, it's dead center of the, of the country and usually red. Bible Belt country, so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. A breeding ground the for Iowa rebels. caucus, the famous Iowa <laughs> caucus. Yeah. Oh, not Iowa caucus. Which doesn't mean shit because t- uh, Ted Cruz won that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> there are many states that you mentioned on this show that drive me not to go to them. But mm. more and more, Iowa looking better every day to go visit. <laughs> visit the Eastern Atheist Alliance Serve. I think that was what it was called. The Iowa Atheist started, so. Yeah, good job, Iowa. <laughs> Keep heading in that direction. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't get away from state news without something else coming out from Kentucky, of course. Uh, Lawmakers, including Senator, State Senator Albert Robinson, they want, uh, I think I mentioned this before, they want their documents to be dated with, in the year of our Lord. (laughs) I think I said this last week. Get a fucking hobby, please. (laughs) But why? (sighs) For no purpose other than to just jab at anyone. Yeah, other than to add validity to their ridiculous belief that (laughs) that there's a Lord. He's worried about the minutes of their meeting. (laughs) And it's it's also a throwback, too. I do a little bit of genealogy, and a lot of the really old documents from the 1700s have that phrase in the year of our Lord. American documents, English documents, whatever. They all have that phrase. So it's a throwback, again, to... The past when people were dumb. Yeah, we should do some medical throwback too and use leeches. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Just like last year in the same state, uh, the governor Matt Bevan put uh, signed a proclamation to proclaim 2017 this year to be the year of the Bible in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Maybe that's the hobby that he decided to get. <laughs> He's like, this Jared guy keeps telling me to get a hobby. <laughs> but is like the Bible on an upswing this this year for some reason? Or? No, it's on a downswing. That's why they're pushing it. Oh, okay. They're trying to bring the Bible back into the community. Hey, I'm okay with yeah. that. If next year it will be the year of the Quran, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> yeah, that'll no, happen. No. <laughs> all right, that's really all I have in state news. I I think a lot of the bills are again. If you if you want to pay attention to the bills that are happening, there's a whole bunch going against LGBT groups. There's it's it. There are too many to mention, so mm-hmm. I started striking those out and left myself with Kentucky. <laughs> Good old K-States. Yeah, but we've got a whole bunch of national news that uh, and international news. Let's look at this international news. I wanted to bring this up because a lot of times when we talk about international news, it's all about uh, Islam and uh, different things that different Muslim groups are doing in the world. This, however was, uh, I believe, this guy, the the victim in this case, was Muslim. And he was killed, lynched, actually, by a group of Hindus. And the reason was because he had been smuggling cows. He was uh, smuggling cows for use in uh, beef production. Mm. Oh, interesting. And the cows are sacred yeah. in India. So, yeah. Hindus, a bunch of Hindus got together and lynched him. So it's that's interesting. He it just says he was a dairy farmer. W- were the local Hindus okay with that? I mean, taking the milk of the cow? You know, I am not exactly sure about Hinduism and their. I know that the cow is sacred. I don't. I don't have any idea how that. I I would imagine for uh, for some reason I think that as long as you treat the cow with respect, they're fine Humanely, with it. Yeah. 
Yeah, they use the cows for a bunch of different things, but you can't hurt them in any way. Right. And they're, like, real crazy about that shit. But Hindus, they're not pacifists or anything like that? Yeah, I thought they were fairly nonviolent. Yeah, didn't they just kill an atheist blogger last week? No, they killed a Muslim. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, last week, not this not this cow smuggling guy. There was some... Uh, Ray read us a story where uh, yeah, but Hindu he, wasn't people... Wasn't he an, an ex-Muslim guy doing the blog? Right. I do remember that. Yeah, that was Hindus again, too. Yeah. That's not so pacifist. No, it's not. Huh. I mean, the, I mean, the story's fucked up, but... I don't know. You want to do that and roll the dice in that area <laughs> with uh-huh. the cows? I mean, I'm not saying that it's what they did was right, but yeah, kind of expect it. <laughs> um, I'm with you as well. I don't justify lynching, but I'm not like, what? <laughs> 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 the really bad part to this, at least as far as I'm concerned, is that the prime minister, oh, uh, Narendra? Narendra Modi's? Narendra. Modi. I- I'm not even going to try and pronounce the party i'll butcher it i'm sure but he basically came out and said yeah there are two sides to this story so yeah a guy died but you know you got to listen to the other people's side as well basically giving them giving uh, giving them a pass because of their religion and what their religion tells them exactly Hmm. so i mean you also have to find out what else they justify you know there when you murder somebody. So, you know, it might not just be like, oh, these religious people get a pass. There could be tons of stupid things that you can kill for. And they're like, well, you know, that's our law. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing, though, that most of it is religious-based. Because, you know, part persecution of the religion, obviously. When's the first time somebody's going to be exonerated from, you know, killing an LGBT person because their religion told them that it was wrong and they, they should do that in this country? From what I understand, it's happening in Chechnya right now. <laughs> It's happening in Chechnya right now. You're right. And I would not be surprised if it happened in this country. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if we're there that you're there just yet. <laughs> we're getting close. Uh, it is, it's just a, another example of the how the religious freedom, because, I mean, that's basically what they're citing. Yeah. How how that can pro, you know progress through the nation and who knows? Discrimination against LGBT to... Oh, you know, obviously I bombed the uh, abortion clinic isn't uh, isn't legal, but who knows? Maybe next time the guy will say, hey, I'm doing it because of my religious conviction. And Oh, my God, there would be that this country would blow up if that happened, though. If, if this if I mean, if he used it as a defense, fine. But if he got off for that defense and just got to walk the streets after that because of some religious freedom that I'm sorry, there would be shit burning left and right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably already true that people have gotten reduced sentences because of it. But yeah, found in, found not guilty. I don't know. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. And that and that is like, and I hate the term slippery slope, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that starts yeah. going into crazy shit where then people can just be like making up religions and justifying shit. And it, I mean, it would get out of hand. Even even the people, the idiots in Washington, have to know that. Yeah, until it gets out of hand, it, it still it strengthens their agenda. So mm, I can't argue that point. Well, it goes into uh, the next story that I have about Neil Gorsuch. So next mm-hmm. week, Neil Gorsuch will be part, now that he's in the Supreme Court, part of the decision in a case of uh, Trinity Lutheran Church of Columbia versus Comer. I don't know who that is, but uh, it is the first religious freedom case that uh, Gorsuch is going to be involved in. And he has notably pretty much always sided with the uh, religious in his previous dealings, the uh, the Supreme Court. This came to the Supreme Court. What was it? And it's been a long time. But they've been kicking it down the road, like they can assign, keep reassigning it a different date. 
so they don't have to rule on it. But apparently they've decided that they're going to look at it next week, and it's quite possible that Mr. Gorsuch will be the deciding factor. Because it, uh, according to this article, which is on the AboveTheLaw.com, the justices are kind of split in their different decisions about uh, religious freedom. And uh, as the article says, uh, I don't think it's going to get a fair shake from Mr. Hobby Lobby. What is this well, particular case, though? So this case in particular, it is the, the Trinity Lutheran Church runs a school. And they put in a petition to be included in a state-sponsored state funds to redo their playgrounds. And what? And the thing that, that they're asking for is really kind of cool. It takes old tires, reprocesses them, and they're able to use this, like, rubber matting as a floor instead of gravel or concrete for their playgrounds. So sure. the kids are more safe because it's just rubber. And... I mean, it's all around. It's a good. It's a good idea. So Trinity Lutheran Church applied for it, and they were turned down because they're religious, and the government, because of uh, you know, they're they're not allowed to give money to a specific religious organization. So Correct. it's not a cost-free process to make these rubber mats. So. No, yeah. no, definitely not. Okay. So as uh, the the person who wrote this article is, I believe they said that they're Catholic, and they said, you know, as a Catholic person, why should the taxes go to Lutherans and not Catholics and you know it all leads yeah. to, to that sort of argument so they the government said look we're just not going to give it to the religious schools we're just going to do this for public schools but the Trinity Lutheran Church decided that wasn't good enough and they're going to sue the state for not including them on religious freedom basis under on what grounds though uh, religious persecution well <laughs> <laughs> you can't have your cake and eat it too though right like, you don't pay taxes. There, I assume the school isn't under any kind of uh, guidelines or anything, right, from the state because it's a, a religious school? Right. Yeah. So yeah. why on earth would the state give them any fucking money? Indirectly, uh, but yeah. Why on earth did this make it to the Supreme Court? Who yeah. is confused by this obvious ruling? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the obvious answer is that figure out how much it costs to make these rubber mats and charge them at cost. Zero profit. Just do it that way. What? But they they could do that on their own. They could go to the third party vendor and just yeah. do that. They specifically want the state funding to have it done for them. Huh. It, well, it's a slippery slope argument. It's got to be. So once you provide, you know, e- equal. Um, That's what the other religions are saying. They're like, hey, you absolutely <laughs> yeah. can't do this. Not unless you do it for everybody. Right. We're either all excluded or all included. You don't get to be excluded and included. Or the state right. should be saying, hey, we'll be willing to do this. Start paying taxes, and sure. uh, we get to go in and see what you're teaching, and we give you guidelines and stuff like that. As of right now, how do most religious schools get their money? They're all private, tuition. aren't they? Yeah, they're it's private. They, so there's so people. So the kids going to this school pay tuition. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, we're assuming. Oh yes. Why? I, yeah, I'm with Ian. How the fuck did this get to the Supreme Court? The appellate court. This is I, yeah. so easy. The the best part about this, the part that I haven't even told you, is of the uh, public schools that applied. Two thirds of them also didn't get the money. Yeah, like it was. This is not a ton of money just laying around waiting for you know people to get it. They had a very limited supply, and they went for the the lower end, the more needy public schools. Sure. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, 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 if I lived, what state was this? I don't know where it was. Uh, this I, was in Missouri, I believe. Yeah. If I lived in Missouri, I would not want my tax dollars going 
I mean, it's a cool idea for the public schools. And just like I pay real estate tax, I'm okay with doing this. I'm part of my tax money going for this. It gets rid of the tires out of the landfill. It's good for the school, yada, yada. But I'm not okay with it going to a church. How about you just jack your tuition up? Yeah. Yeah. Pay for it. Have a bake sale. (laughs) Yeah. Just uh, just go without it and put down some fucking mulch. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see how this is even considered religious persecution. There are certain laws and guidelines that have to be followed here, you know. So the question is, which way do we think Gorsuch will rule? A hundred percent in favor of the <laughs> the uh, the Lutherans. No, I don't know. He's very well. This will be a very good indicator of where things are going to go exactly. for the next yeah. fifty fucking years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he does say that he he you know he just he's what is he a, what does he call himself a, a constitutionalist const- or whatever. That he does reads he? the law exactly the way. That's what he says. I mean, I don't know if that's what he does. Right. We all heard the trucker story. <laughs> well, we'll see because like you guys have said, this should be really straightforward. Yeah. I, I, again, I don't know how it got to the uh, Supreme Court. I don't – we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong. Right. I'm I hoping suspect- that it's there because like they just keep losing and appealing over and over again. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Is there logic to like say like you were allowed to like the state was allowed to do that that somehow religious schools just fell into that to get that money allotted to them and the state was like well I know you want this new rubber mat thing but there are there's one third of schools that need this money more and they gave it to them can they then claim again religious persecution because they didn't get what they wanted even though two thir- two thirds of the rest of the schools the public schools didn't get the money either that's right. a, I mean, just you- stupid ass argument. <laughs> Do you give it to the if you give it to this this church school? Does it not go to you know a, a poor public publicly funded school? You're taking the money out of these poor publicly funded schools in favor of a, a church school, yeah. Which, by the way, those schools are really nice. Some <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. So, just the the last thing on this, you did answer some of the questions. What they're arguing is free exercise of religion under the First Amendment and equal protection under the Fourteenth Amendment. The federal courts, the state and federal courts, ruled for the state and against the school. So they have basically they've just appealed it. The apparently the appellate court said the Supreme Court hasn't ruled on this, and we need a ruling before we could do anything about it. And that's how it got to the Supreme Court. Wow. And why is it? Do we know why the Supreme Court's been kicking it down the the road? They've been kicking it down since Scalia died. Unbelievable. Yeah. Because they're split four <laughs> four on it. Probably, yeah. So every other court sides with the school, but the Supreme Court could just be like, no, we got a bunch of holy rollers on our fucking side here. (laughs) No, the rest of the courts um, ruled on the side of the state, not the the school. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, the state. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my God. I'm moving to to Canada. I'm going for the free weed. (laughs) (laughs) And the maple syrup. Well, not free. I'm sorry. Legal. (laughs) Oh my God. I was like, I'm definitely moving to Canada. (laughs) Did you know there was a maple syrup mafia? I just learned this. I'm suspicious, but. Federally sponsored. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah they have, it's some you know control the um the amount going out so you can control the money. If they make too much, they stockpile it so to preserve the the high price for next year. Mm, okay, it's like so a it's spice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's price fixing. Yeah, basically. Okay. That's fine. States government sponsored price fixing. Right. And if you sell your syrup without going through them, they come in and shut you down and steal yeah. all your syrup and funds. <laughs> 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 it's so it is so Canadian, but not. 
so I have another question for you guys, and I hopefully you haven't already seen the article because it would give it away. I kind of hit it. So the question is, I hear this from the pundits all the time uh, on both sides, that there's multiple reasons that Trump won the election. But there were three, there were three things that really come up a lot. You have some pundits who say that it was because the people are looking, they're tired of authoritarianism. They wanted some, somebody to come in and shut the government down. There's the argument that, for, that it was for economic reasons, because, uh, you know, the government was always, you know, pulling in money and using money the way it saw fit. And, and it was your money and you're not getting your say or whatever. And then there's the racist argument that we had President Blackenstein for eight years and we had to pull it out. And there's a whole bunch of racists who support Trump. So there was a in this article, there was a not just a survey, but an analysis that was posted by The Washington Post that uh, the 2016 American National Election Study released um, paper, I think it was two weeks ago at this point, that clearly designated which one of these, of these three, which one was the most prevalent in, the, uh, in people voting. And uh, they didn't just ask the straight questions, but they asked questions like, if, you know, as far as authoritarianism, like, do you think that kids should decide things on their own or follow the rules? And mm -hmm. they, they would ask them how the right way to rear their children. And then they would ask them different kind of, do you think that uh, black people have, you know, had a rough time in the last hundred years? And they would ask, you know, these off kind of little skewed questions to get at the answer. So I'm kind of curious. What do you think out of those three things, authoritarianism, economic reasons or racism the paper came out as being the highest racism economics <sighs> so based on these whack questions that were kind of like not just outright asking them but they are racist <laughs> right they didn't come out because they where were they, the and where did they ask these questions uh the national was a really good question uh the study included 1200 per participants it was publicly funded yeah, apparently this has been conducted in each election since 1948 wow. for a historic perspective. And um, Well, without knowing where it was done, I'm going to have to go with racism as well. So according to the, the thing, they also uh, had them designate whether they're Republican, Independent, Democratic, sorry, Democrat. Authoritarianism, they found, was the least, hmm. and racism was the highest. By clear margins, the the whole idea that you hear a lot of Republicans saying that, well, Trump was, you know, draining the swamp. And as it turns out, these people were they, they didn't know what they were answering because they answered and showed that they were fairly racist, but didn't care that much about the economy or uh, authority following following the rules. But again, those questions seem kind of misleading in a sense, like because if you would ask me, like, do, have the black people had it? hard in the past hundred years i could answer that question and go well a lot better than the past 300 yeah you know like so i'd be like yeah things are definitely better for them where a black person may say well that's completely fucked up i mean you know because things are horrible for black people you know it's it's the depending on my answer how do you, what do you take from that and am, am i now a racist because i said that well, this is yes. a, a written. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> this is a this is a written you know poll, so right. it's it's not something that you're going to be given a, a whole lot of write-in options. You're basically so you just be like you know black people have had it great for the past hundred years. Okay, that guy's a racist. <laughs> well, I think you can answer what those twelve hundred people 
what their motivation is, but it does still doesn't it doesn't really tell you why they didn't vote for Hillary Clinton because she's white. I don't so okay, racism but she likes is, black is a factor. And not that much probably. And the black well, <laughs> she was saying that she did and the black president sure. was supporting her. Well. So that's an easy that's an easy go for Trump right there. Especially when David Duke comes out and says you should yeah. vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. So uh, in addition to that, some standard in, in most every election, wealthy voters tend to vote more Republican and low-income voters tend to lead toward the Democratic candidate. However, that was not the case in this election, according to this poll. Mm. Uh, Lower-income families tended to vote for Trump. Also, well, he, uh, he did uh, promise them the world. He did. Yeah. He's, he did. he's one of them. He's, he's there. They're the same. <laughs> Trump and the low-income people. He, he was going to get rid them. of all the Mexicans. He did. So bad. So hard. And none of them want to admit it. They're like, nope, he's no. the best. <laughs> uh, and uh, according to the previous results, GOP voters also would generally vote for more authority figures. But not this time. They distinctly voted for less authority. They The, the whole drain the swamp thing again. But uh, yeah. Well, how could you say he's not authoritative, though? I mean, he, he is dictatorial, narcissistic... He's authoritarianism. But that's not what he said. Right. He's, uh, he's, sure. not, he's not a Washington insider. He's going to yeah, shake if, things up, Karen. But if you listen to these people, they say he's a, he's a, you know, a strong, powerful, rich man. So obviously he's – He you was know, the law and order president. Yeah. He was running on that. But – Yeah. I mean to, he's still talking this shit. I just heard a speech with him today where he's talking to dairy farmers in fucking Wisconsin and how <laughs> he's going to fix things for these dairy farmers and, you know, you've got a raw deal and I'm going to fix everything. I'm the best. And <laughs> then he was like, buy American, sell American. You know, he did. The, he signed that EO today with the buy American, sell American shit. No, didn't see um, that. <laughs> then we found out that Ivanka Trump on the day that the president of China was here, the next oh, day yeah. immediately got all these trademark things for her name in China. <laughs> So, Which is really hard to do because they, yeah. they love black market in China. Yeah. So we all have to buy American except for the Trumps. They can do whatever the hell they want. They can sell in China, buy in China. Well, it's all a mad it's, – it's, it's a money grab. It's going to be a four-year-long money grab for them. And, you know, I would be okay with that if, if they just wanted to snatch up as much as they can personally for themselves without fucking up the rest of the country. Yeah. But he's doing both. <laughs> Right. If you want to use this as a platform to, you know, build relationships with foreign governments so you can put hotels there, do that. Just don't do anything else. (laughs) While he's doing it, he's like, while I'm doing this, why don't I just be a dick to everybody else too? (laughs) Can you not start World War III, please? Good luck with that at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's just – and that's also the thing that – and we've discussed it on numerous occasions. The – Trump's ability to embolden all the horrible people – in this country and all the all the assaults and all the crimes that get carried out in the name of you know that's why we voted Trump in as our president yeah well, it's just, just shocking one, one of the one of the people that uh, attacked a black woman at one of his rallies early on used him as his defense said the president told me to grab her and get her out of there so i did he's using trump as his defense everybody does they hold all up, do they said yeah well this is a court in his assault trial he's saying the president told me doing that guy on there on the ds told me to do it and he's right doesn't doesn't excuse it but he's right if it makes you guys feel any better when i was listening to the speech today and he was doing his rah 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 go america dairy farmers blah 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 mm. just a smattering of applause 
Not a lot of cheers. Now, I don't, I could, I was listening to it on the radio, so I don't know the size of the crowd, but either, either he was in a very small room with a small, maybe he was just with like, you know, 20 dairy farmers for all I know, or people are like, man, we hearing this shit out of your mouth all the time, but we're not seeing anything. Mm. Like, yeah, you got those 77,000 coal miners, maybe a job. <laughs> not <Nope>. sure. <laughs> I would say that it is definitively. A defect in your sound system that was by far the largest <laughs> rally involving dairy farmers <laughs> held of all time, period. Period. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I, I still obsessively check his Twitter feeds, and it wasn't on the official POTUS Twitter feed, but his, you know, the real President Trump Twitter feed quoted an article, and I didn't go to it because I didn't care. But he quoted an article saying that his uh, favorability ratings were back up to 50%. Like, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> He's still in the upper 30s. That's it. He did, that bump he got for throwing missiles went away real quick. Oh, yeah. He's not at 50%. He's out of his freaking mind. So it, it's still all about that. It's still all, you know, he, he will only, he only remembers the last person that whispered in his ear. All he wants is to know that he's the most popular guy and he's the most popular president. He still thinks the crowd size was the biggest. I mean, he's something else. It's, it's an interesting roller coaster we're on, and I'm not quite sure I want to play. <laughs> so according to 538.com, the approval rating right now is 41.7%. So he's still on that bump from uh, last week. Yeah. Oh, I but, thought he made uh, it up to like 44. Yeah, it was almost 44, 43.8 oh, so or something dropping. like that. Yeah, he's dropping. He's dropping and, and they are showing it as a, a downward trend. But they have a projection that's, well, Trump wouldn't like it. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, they have a dropping down below 40% again. So The scariest part of that, though, is that, I mean, he is so, he so loves uh, his popularity. When did he get a bump? He got a bump when he bombed people. Yeah. Uh, that's not good. So, you know, trial and error has told him. I blame Brian Williams. Yeah. yeah Brian Williams is- needs to go away. <laughs> Seriously. And, and matter of oh fact, God. all those fucking networks need to go away. They are still fucking talking about those goddamn bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Mother of all bombs. Wow, look at it go. Yeah, Occasionally I, I heard about Steve Stevenson today. But then it was all back to the other shit. Who's Steve Stevenson? He kills people on Facebook. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. I think they, he, he shot himself. Yeah. Yeah. He got busted by McDonald's employees. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, at least, you know, I got to give Jake Tapper some some props. He is not <laughs> taking this shit lightly. <laughs> like, he's doing what they're telling him to do, but he throws in his little jibs and jabs every so often. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how bad American media really is. They're all crap. I really didn't notice it till this. I like... A lot of people who I considered respectable were like, he's finally the president. I'm like, finally. And this is before the the Moab. This was just when the 59 Tomahawks went out. Right. Mm. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. You cannot be this fucking stupid. Yeah. Or is it just that they just want some normalcy and they just want to be like pro-America? I understand you're supposed to get behind the president when there's a war. Well, that's what it is. I was going to say that bombings get these people crazy ratings. Mm. So, uh, and you get, yeah, like how, I don't know, that just seems so, I don't even have the right word, I, yeah. and I wish I would have composed myself better, but to say that now he's the president, like that is, that should be the, other than the rampant criminality that he's involved in, <laughs> like that should be considered the least presidential thing that he's done. Absolutely. That was yeah. this crazy unilateral move to just start throwing bombs. He didn't, 
<laughs> didn't didn't check with Congress. Didn't he's just a monster. That is nothing presidential about what he did. No, and really. also Ian didn't follow up and do anything else. Nothing. No plan so, whatsoever. Nothing. Well, regardless, it was a, it's just like such an obvious smokescreen. But yeah, still, it's not. Despicable. We're not at war. Nope. We drop bombs in Afghanistan and Syria all the fucking time. <laughs> it's not anything new. I don't understand. Brian Williams, really, dude. Yeah. Take a nap. Just pack it up and go. <laughs> well, they already have you on at 11 o'clock at night for your stupid <laughs> helicopter bullshit. And now you're like, I mean, like, he almost brought out a fucking tomahawk and blew it on the air. He was so happy about what was going on. This is the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. Beautiful. Yeah. <sighs> Follow that up with, with Fox News laying down the uh, the Toby Keith song over the bombing footage. Oh, really? In <laughs> Afghanistan. I mean... Who is eating this shit up? <laughs> wow. Twenty two percent of the country. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, for me, yes. I mean, obviously, it's news. I want to know about it. And then let's move on to Russia. OK, because that's way bigger to me. Yeah. Right. The Navy, the Navy released four short clips. They were, what, five seconds long. So you have this 20 second long span of missiles going off. They played it for hours yeah. and hours. And it was. They had a good cinematographer. They got the American flag right in the corner as oh, the yeah. bomb's going up. It's fucking great. But they it didn't do the show next anything. Spielberg movie. It didn't show anything. And, and everybody ignores the fact that the airport was back in operation hours later. I mean, it didn't well, do they anything. Mention it. Oh, and then they just move on. Move on. That's not important. Let's look at the bomb. What does this mean now? What, is it, what are we going to do in Syria? Nothing. We're not going to do anything. <laughs> no. There's no plan. There's no strategy to this. It was just mm, bum thing. Spent a whole bunch of money. <laughs> boost my ratings. I don't even know what's scary. <laughs> Do you see when they asked him if he authorized the one in Afghanistan, and he was like, "Eh, you know, people, the people who know know," or something like. <laughs> he gave some kind of weird answer, like it wasn't him. I don't know if even that's scarier. <laughs> well, I don't think it was him. I don't think. I think it was. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the head general over there. I think he's always had it at his command, and he finally found a place to use it. So. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, probably it was an appropriate place to use it because it was a heavily fortified bunker underground. I, I, I thought it was a, a giant waste of money to kill 26 people or whatever it was. But They got 94. <laughs> yeah, they've got a whole bunch of them. They're already made, whatever. <laughs> well, they, no, they killed they killed 94 people. With oh, it was 94 people. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, and created 940 more terrorists by doing it. Yeah. yeah probably. But, uh, I mean, it, it was a thing that was made for and it was never used before because they didn't want you know, casualties. So I pulled up some statistics on it. Thousand yard radius, it obliterates everything. Jesus. Um, up to one mile, it knocks over, you know, any, any light structures. <laughs> 1.7 miles away, the shockwave could kill people just from the uh, flying debris equipment, stuff like that. Uh, up to two miles can deafen. <laughs> you could feel it shake the ground up to five miles away. And uh, the one, or sorry, 10,000 foot high mushroom cloud is visible up to 30 miles away. And this is a non-nuclear weapon. It is uh, quite devastating for, <laughs> but to put it in perspective, it's 21,000 pounds is the, the payload. 21,000 pound de Damn. detonation. That's heavy. <laughs> Nuclear weapon is like 20 million. So you're talking pounds? a thousand of those. Worth uh, of detonation power or... Yes. Not, not weight. Correct. De okay. The detonation power. It's okay. equivalent to that many pounds of TNT. Okay. So yes. it's a big bomb. But, uh, you know, Trump always, every chance he gets, nukes are not off the table. Yeah. 
And they really uh, should be. <laughs> I don't think he understands the the significance there. The difference in in impact and destruction. As long as it's not taking out a Trump Tower, I don't really think he cares. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mentioned uh we mentioned before the uh the Johnson amendment and I know we we discussed it quite a bit, but the new th- a new thing has come out that uh the House Ways and Means Committee chairman uh Kevin Brady Wait, hold on. Before we do that, though, we should oh. remind our, our listeners what the Johnson Amendment is. Sure. The Johnson Amendment is – it's it's actually – that's its nickname. Uh, but it prohibits nonprofit organizations. If you file nonprofit, you cannot endorse political candidates with uh, within your organization. You can't use your organization to grow funds and – or support a uh, political movement or person. And if you do, you have to pay taxes. Yeah. Right. If you if you if you do support, then you have to pay taxes. The whole idea behind it is that if you're not paying taxes, you can't do that. So, uh, but the House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Kevin Brady is uh, planning to include in a tax reform document. He is trying to abolish the idea of the Johnson Amendment. So he's not actually addressing the Johnson Amendment, but he's trying to get sneak it in there. Get a tax reform legislation through that would make it do Null nothing. Avoid, basically. Yeah. Hmm. And he's a, a Trump supporter, obviously. Maybe not obviously, but he's a Trump <laughs> supporter. <laughs> and uh, so he wants to allow his representatives of faith to speak freely and without fear of retribution. He specifically is saying that that is the reason for this tax reform. There is no retribution. There is just... You know, you're no longer tax exempt. That they they keep putting in in you know in the phrase that it's it's persecution. No, it's, just pay taxes on the money you take in. Yeah, it's quite simple. Yeah, but if this if uh, if he if he gets his way, then they'll be able to have their cake and eat it too. So and yeah, so, well, the Fourteenth Amendment. So there. <laughs> well, so will the ACLU, right? Unless he's putting well, no, something because in there. I'm sure that he's putting it through so that it only affects religious organizations. And they will immediately sue. Oh, the ACLU will. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Well, that's the thing about a lot of this stuff. I mean, a lot of these states and a lot of this federal nonsense, there are going to be they're the Freedom from Religion Foundation, the ACLU, all these other organizations are immediately, they're just waiting for the, for these cases to come up. And they're going to jump all over it. So, and they'll lose. Because it's it's clearly non-constitutional. Clearly. While I agree with the sentiment of that, uh, we will see how Neil yeah, Gorsuch a split <laughs> votes. Yeah, Benefits a corporation, we might be in trouble. <laughs> Let's see how this uh, school rubber tire thing pans out. Right, first and then, uh, you know, even more importantly, that's fine that they're going to jump on it, and I, they should, and I will support them in every way that I can. But that, that's not going to stop these organizations from reaping the benefits of these state and federal nonsense before it gets overturned. So we're looking at what, like two to five years of them cashing in on tax-free money that they can give to the, you know, President Pence 2020. (laughs) Well, it depends. (laughs) Sometimes you can get a stay that it doesn't go into effect. It, It varies, I think. If you get a judge that rules that it's unconstitutional and stops it, then it, then, yeah. it, then it can be held until yeah an act, a court you know rules on it right just like the the um, the immigration thing from Trump right. I mean he, they put right. a stop to it so well we will see I think I don't know remember who it was but somebody said that they didn't think that the Johnson Amendment thing was going through and 
(laughs) I think they're still trying. They'll just try it a different way, so. Uh, The other thing that I have about Trump is, well, I guess there's, it's all about Trump, right? (laughs) I mean, at this point. But I wanted to mention his, uh, his companies and how he's benefiting from being president already. I mean, we talked about, you know, getting all the money that he can out of the, out of the system. But apparently, nearly half a million dollars from his 2020 re-election campaign has already gone to Trump-owned businesses, restaurants, hotels, golf clubs. This was reported by the Wall Street Journal. So he has, in the first three months of this year, more than $6 million in campaign funds. And 20, what it has uh, 274000 has gone toward rent at Trump Tower. So he's <laughs> charging rent in his tower for government officials. Secret Service, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Wait, but this is specifically re-election money? Sorry, what was that? This is specifically his re-election money? Correct. Goes right back into his pocket, right? Just like he did with the (laughs) last election. Right. None of this is surprising. So $58,000 has gone for uh, lodging at Trump International Golf Club. $13,000, almost $14,000 toward renting facilities and catering costs in Las Vegas, the Trump International. And and supposedly, he spent more than $14 million on Trump-branded companies during his uh, 2016 campaign. So that's $14 million that he raised for the campaign that he then just pocketed. Yep. Well, he, not, not personally, except that he's the, you know, stakeholder of the company. It's a privately held company. So, yeah, it's in his pocket. Oh, and it goes in, uh, ties in with how he, while he's not acting as a, you know, the president of his company, he's still taking in profits from the company. His sons just slide him money under the table periodically or over the table. Doesn't matter. He thinks that's okay. I'm more curious where he got the $6 million from. And two people donating to him? Well, yeah. The first thing he did, like the Monday after he was um, inaugurated, he reapplied for re-elect, you know, re-election four years from now. That's He has an there – there's $42 million in his re-election campaign fund already. And these morons were already donating to him before he'd even taken the job, like done the job? Yeah. The, the day after they started. Yeah. Wow, that is a special kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the last thing that I have on Trump is Trump's mad scientists. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about people who work for Steve Bannon. Uh, it's actually scientists <laughs> mad. They are going to be holding a uh, protest. What is that? This Saturday, April 22nd. I guess that's Earth Day? Yep. There you go. So in Philadelphia, at, well, at least in Philadelphia – but probably in many cities, they're going to be holding protests for, uh, well, against the the actions that Trump has taken against the scientific community. Against science. <laughs> because a lot of them, I mean, as we had heard on the news, Trump's team was immediately trying to clear the websites of information about climate change, any sort of, any anything against, you know, the Trump agenda. agenda. Mm. So a lot of scientists are really angry about this. And, uh, you know, some of them, when they saw that this was happening, they started downloading information before it got erased, saving it off and, and secreting it away because they don't trust the uh, the, the administration to, to keep it intact. So Smart move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really. So I think the, yeah, the marches, there are marches across the country. I'm sure that'll be in D.C. and Philadelphia. So put your lab coat on and get out there. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a... Bill, the, what is it, uh, 30 senators led by Bill Nelson sponsored a Scientific Integrity Act, which would 
make sure that uh, it would, you know, it basically would create an open exchange of information and prevent suppression of research. But uh, it's likely that the bill will not pass. I can't imagine Trump would sign it. Yeah. Yeah. It actually cited that Pat Toomey and Bob Casey are not among the co-sponsors, neither one of our senators. Well, hmm. it was the article was in Philly.com, so yeah. Yeah. I don't know why Bob Casey wouldn't be. Yeah. Well, Cause he, because he knows it's going to fail and he doesn't want to get <laughs> behind something that isn't going to be successful. Mm. And, you know, Toomey's just a scumbag. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> total scumbag. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I wasn't questioning him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's busy selling our private internet information yeah. for a large campaign donation. And then telling us what a great thing it is on the, on Facebook. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> yeah. So the final thing that I have, speaking of scientists, Bill Nye the Science Guy is going to be coming back on TV, or more specifically on Netflix, this Friday, I believe, his new show called Bill Nye Saves the World <laughs> is going mm. to be on Netflix, so... And since it's on Netflix, you can watch it anytime you want. It's supposed to be a talk show, not a science primer like his other show. So uh, he's going to have guests on. He's going to have uh, celebrities. I recognize a few of the celebrity names. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it looks interesting. I think it's his way of fighting back against the, well, the Trump agenda. The idea that, I mean, I, I'm sure, I don't know how he's going to get away without every episode being about climate change. Yeah. That's yeah. I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> See, I haven't seen the trailer, so I don't know if I'm totally wrong. But I feel like you know a superior and more qualified astrophysicist tried to do a similar show, and it was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. Well, Bill every Ma second that Are I you watched, talking about Star Talk. Star Talk is the worst show on television. But it's still on, though. I know, and I hate every second that it's on. <laughs> Star Talk. Yes, yeah, Star Talk is not what I would have liked it to be. No, it's terrible. I have actually yeah, not, not seen the show. I've listened to the Star Talk uh, podcast. That's okay. That's different. That's probably what you want the show to be, but it's not that. Okay. I have no information yeah. about that show. Star Talk is it's Dr. Tyson, and he has like one other scientist and one other like C or B level stand up comic. And then they comment on clips of interviews that he did with random celebrities. Hmm. Don't it's sugarcoat it. The comedian is <laughs> shit every time. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible show. Well, I, I I must confess something. I mean, I really like Neil deGrasse Tyson, and I I I think he's fantastic. But I can really only take him in about five minute sound bites. After that, he irritates me. <laughs> Hey, see, I love Neil. I really do. Like I said, I've watched Cosmos over and over. Love that show. Mm. I like hearing his speeches and talk and stuff like that. But Star Talk is a piece of shit. Mm. There's no denying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really ill conceived. Unfortunately, it really, no worried. It, it, it really should have just going, been a talk show. Yeah. Instead of the clippy way that they have it set up. It's so mm. weird. It should have just been a talk show about science, and it's not. Because that's when I like him. I can listen to him do an hour long interview on the Nerdist. I watch, like Jared said, every episode of Cosmos. I'm dying for a second season. Uh, Cosmos is happen. good. I like that. But uh, yeah, this show's awful, and that's what I'm worried that uh, that Bill's new show is going to be. Well, it's from the trailer. It doesn't look like it's your standard. He's going to sit down and interview somebody. It's like they're on stage. They're doing experiments. Maybe there's a part where he talks to the person, but mm. you know, 
I do, I'm glad he's doing it because there is a strangely strong number of people that love Bill Nye. I think they grew up with him on the television in the background when back in the day. So they they follow him in in a very strange way. And I don't quite get it because he's, he's a super nerd, but he is well-spoken. And I think he explains things in a way that people understand and appreciate. And that is a rare thing from an actual scientist. So... Sure. And, I mean, and you're right. It, it depends on how it hits you generationally, because I yeah. was not exposed to Bill Nye. I was a, I was a straight Mr. Wizard, Don Herbert <laughs> fan. Like, I watched that every morning before I got on the bus. That was the best thing that's ever been on Nickelodeon, <laughs> except for maybe Double Dare. Uh, yeah, I think Bill Nye was after that. <laughs> yeah. I think. So I, I did not, I was, I was envious of his rhyming name. <laughs> I just, so I, I, I'm not. I'm underwhelmed by Bill Nye. As somebody who has worked with Bill Nye and talked to him in person, <laughs> just want to wish him good luck on his new show. And I feel bad for all you lowly PAs who've worked on that show with him. <laughs> if if he can inject a little bit of scientific thought processes back into the general population, that that that's worthy of supporting. <laughs> As long as he doesn't cross any lines. I mean, I think the reason that there's not a season two of Cosmos, which I still can't fucking believe, mm. is because, like, in the second or third episode, he's basically like, there's no fucking God. <laughs> and if you believe in God, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, what? Hey, what? What? Yeah. That, that is true. And then, like, the, the episode right after that is, was it that the one where he's like, we're all going to be extinct in about five minutes. So just be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eventually, an asteroid will hit us that's big enough to wipe out the Earth. Oh, bummer. <laughs> I mean, the analogy he made for the God thing was like, go look up in the sky and just pick a random star out, right? <laughs> and he's like, imagine there's like an alien life form living on that star. And imagine that they think that they're the center of the universe. You'd call them a fucking idiot, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I would probably watch all 13 episodes of this. Yeah. Um, when does it premiere? Uh, I believe it is out on Friday, the twenty first. So it's Netflix, so it's all all available at once. Yes. Cool. I'm not positive about that, but it's Netflix, and that's how they do things. So yeah, I would have to assume. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless it's got unless they're experimenting with new formats. I don't. Th- um, I think that Chelsea show comes out like on a weekly basis. It not- does, isn't it? Like three times a week instead of or two yeah. days a week instead of all at once. Yeah. I guess we'll find out on Friday. It yeah. looks like he's going back to some of his original kind of uh, the original style in that it's going to be kind of silly and because he's a silly looking guy and I think he's just going to play with that. So I don't I don't have tremendous expectations, but I think yeah, it looks fun. It looks like it could be good. So we'll give it a shot. I bet you'll be more interesting than Iron Fist. So I'll check <laughs> it out. I disagree. I thought that was a delight. Yeah, I like Iron Fist. But I, uh, I mean, if <laughs> if you would like to go even further back than that and learn a little bit more from a guy who laid the groundwork for Dr. Tyson and Bill Nye, you could talk about Carl Sagan mm. and where you could find some of his great audiobooks. <laughs> and where would well, that me? be, Ian? <laughs> but <laughs> any of you, I any thought Karen was doing it. Me, I yeah, thought I'm so not too. But it was a t- <laughs> it was a it was yet another failed lead in. <laughs> But if any of our listeners of the Profane Argument would be uh, interested in something like that, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out such fine audiobooks as Cosmos, written by the aforementioned 
Carl Sagan. The audiobook is narrated by the smooth velvet pipes of Seth MacFarlane, LeVar Burton, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and Anne Duran. Or check out A Pale Blue Dot, A Vision of the Human Future in Space, also written by Carl Sagan, narrated by Carl Sagan and Anne Duran. Anne Duran, that's his wife, right? I think. I'm going to have to I Google that. Believe I believe you. I, th- I think it is. I- I'm not 100% on this, but I think it is. Right. Worst, uh, at worst, she's his hetero life mate yeah. <laughs> of some variety. And so to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash profane argument. Nice. You killed it, Karen. Good Woo-hoo, job. Thanks. <laughs> uh, it's forward slash Karen. You fucked up. I just said, <laughs> I didn't say black backslash. I just said slash. That way it works both ways. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> All right. And by the way, she is uh, or was his wife. Yes. Okay. Thought so. All right. Uh, that is all I have for this week. Anybody has anything else? <laughs> I'm not I'm solid. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> so if anybody has any comments or questions, uh, you can leave message on our website or you can email us godless at profaneargument.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, there are several ways that you can support it. In addition to joining Audible, you could leave reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or wherever you happen to listen, or share the podcast on social media, or you could support it directly by picking up a Profane Argument t-shirt from our homepage. Also, I'd like to encourage everyone to take a look at uh, the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. You can check out a whole bunch of other podcasts and like-minded shows there. Some of them contain people that you hear in this podcast. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. (laughs) This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you.